As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. This episode of the Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by PointsBet. Guys, it's finally here. Sports Drink and PointsBet have partnered up to bring you the world's greatest BTU-themed threads for the Bears season. Just imagine the blue and orange confetti cascading down from the rafters of State Farm Stadium while you're donning the greatest T-shirt known to man, a Bears Talk Underground T-shirt. And it's very simple. You got to go to sportsdrink.org slash shirts, fill out the quick Google form, register for your points bet account, and deposit at least $10. That's all it's going to cost you. You want to get your hands on this T-shirt, and then finally you upload your proof of deposit uh, as well. Once you submit, our beautiful friends will have your shirt out the door and on the way to you. And once again, that is sportsdrink.org slash shirts. Once again, sportsdrink.org slash shirts. Guys, I'm in my 16th season doing this show. It's the first time I've had a shirt available for my podcast. I'm so proud to finally have one, and I want you to have it. So follow the steps and get yourself your very own Bearstock Underground t-shirt today. And thank you to PointsBet for partnering up with Sports Drink. And thanks to PointsBet for sponsoring the podcast. <laughs> What's up, guys? Week number 11 up to bat. So we go and uh, later on tonight, on Thursday, the Packers and the Titans get us kicked off from Lambeau to get week 11 underway. Looking forward uh, to that one. Obviously, I'm, I'm rooting for Tennessee, but I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can pick them after what I just saw the the Packer offense due to one of the better defenses in the league in the Cowboys. So I don't know. We'll have to uh, have to hash it out. Uh, it's it's uh, going to be interesting, that's for sure, uh, to see how that one uh, unfolds. But, uh, you know, that was uh, one of 14 games we're going to be covering here uh, this week because Miami, Seattle, Tampa Bay, Jacksonville, all on the bye. It's like all the Florida teams and Seattle. Uh, got the week off uh, this week. And, uh, of course, in our final segment tonight, my mom is going to be coming back and, and making her picks. And even though she beat me in week seven, 10 to 4, her 10 to 4 to my 9 to 5, uh, apparently mom wants a rematch, so she's going to get it. So we'll see how that all shakes down. Let's go ahead and get started. This is the week 11 NFL preview episode of the Bears Talk Underground. Let's get to it. Hey, look at Week number 11 starts on Thursday in Lambeau, Green Bay, Wisconsin. And uh, I wonder what the elements are going to be like uh, in Green Bay. I mean, here in the Midwest, here in Iowa, not too far uh, from Green Bay, about a four, maybe five-hour drive uh, from Green Bay, uh, it's been snowing. Uh, Not great accumulation uh, here, you know, got some coverage uh, and everything, but it's been in the low 30s. Uh, all week long and uh, wondering if that may continue, like what kind of damage has already been done 
uh, in Wisconsin at that uh, at this point, and uh, how will the Southerners in Tennessee handle it? You know, um, I know that it it can get cold down in Nashville, but not like it can in Wisconsin. You know, so we'll see how much the elements play into it. But as you as I was talking about in the in the open, you know, the 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 Titans are a solid football team. They are worthy of the 6-3 and three record that they have uh, to be sitting comfortably in first place in the AFC South uh, right now. But this is also a team that struggles to score points no matter who their quarterback is, whether it's uh, Malik Willis filling in for the injured Tannehill or Tannehill coming back uh, and playing himself. Uh, this is a team that uh, does not put a lot of points on the board. You know, 20 against the Giants, only 7 against the Bills, 24 against the Raiders, 24 against the Colts, 21 against the Commanders, 19 against the Colts, 17 against the Texans, 17 against the Chiefs, and then this past Sunday in a winning effort, 17 over the Broncos. So they've only, the, the highest point total of the season, 24, uh, is as high as the Titans have gotten this far, and you know, the, the Green Bay Packers would have appeared to have fixed their offense by opening the book that is Christian Watson against the Cowboys on Sunday. They scored 31 against the Cowboys uh, on Sunday afternoon. So that's where the, the conundrum comes in. It's like, yeah, the Titans are a good football team. They have Derrick Henry. They can run the ball like crazy. Um, but they struggle to throw the football. So if they get behind against Green Bay, if Green Bay comes out and say, hey, opening drive touchdown, get the ball back, maybe do it again, now it's 14 nothing. Now, granted, still a little early to abandon the run and start throwing the football to catch up, but you got to sprinkle in the pass a little bit more because time is only going to be on your side for so long. So it, it will be interesting to see how this one goes. I mean, because before Sunday, Against the against the Cowboys, I was Titans all the way. Absolutely 100% Titans. I thought Titans were going to go in there with the way that Green Bay had been struggling to score points, uh, even with Aaron Rodgers and, 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 all, and all that kind of stuff. I thought this was going to be a laugher that, you know, the, the Titans defense would, would bottle up what's left of the Green Bay offense. And, uh, you know, Derrick Henry would just run crazy on those guys because they can't, they weren't, you know, having much success stopping uh, anybody, and and that might still happen. But after seeing what they did against the Cowboys, uh, you, you you at least have pause. It's like you know we've seen the Packers do this before, dig themselves into a hole, and then all of a sudden dig themselves their dig them dig themselves out of it. I think it was twenty fourteen or something like that. They were four and six. Aaron Rodgers is like, you know what? I think we can run the table, and then they did. They went 10-6 and six and made the playoffs and, as usual, fell short because that's what they do uh, in the playoffs. But nonetheless, they went from being a team on the outside to being a team winning the division and going back to the playoffs uh, again. It wouldn't be out of the ordinary to see them do it again. I mean, especially with, with Lafleur, they've averaged 13 wins a season. Obviously, that's not going to happen. It's mathematically impossible at this point. But they win in bunches under Lafleur, and there's still seven games left in this season for them to squeeze out uh, some more victories. So, you know, like I said, that performance against the Cowboys gives me pause. Do I take green Bay? Because I think they've, they've, you know, they found the fountain of youth as far as their offense is concerned, 
or do I take Tennessee because that's the team that I liked before I saw them do what they did against the Cowboys? You know, I don't trust Tennessee's offense, but I love their defense. But I also love the Cowboys' defense to just make a laughing stock of the game against Green Bay and have given up 31 points and lost the football game. So, yeah, I've got some, uh, I've got some, you know, scratching of the head to do before I can make a pick on this one. Thanks, God. Uh, Mom is coming back so I can save my pick till the end of the show. But I just, it's like, I, I like the Titans. I love the Titans, actually. Uh, but like I said, what Green Bay did on offense, seemingly figuring it out and Christian Watson being a big part of it, like gives me pause. It's like, did they just kind of open Pandora's box here or did they just take advantage of the fact they were playing against their old coach and this is what Mike McCarthy does? Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. I'm going to wait before I make my pick. First game on the Sunday schedule, my beloved Chicago Bears traveling down to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. And this is an interesting matchup because um, before I recorded this episode, I actually just got done talking with, uh, with Rock from the Sports Drink Podcast, What's Up Falcons, to preview the game. And the more we talked to each other, the more it sounded like we were talking about ourselves. As far as like when I described the Bears, he said I sounded like I was talking about the Falcons. When he talked about the Falcons, I said it sounded like he was talking about the Bears. Both teams lacking in the pass rush department. Both teams, you know, have interesting offenses. They have their strengths. They're much better in the run game than they are uh, in the pass. Um, You know, for us, it's a combination of uh, weapons and schemes and things like that. For them, it's it's mainly the quarterback because they've got pieces and they've got parts to throw to. They they got London. They got Pitts. They got you know Cortero Patterson technically is a wide receiver uh, and all that kind of stuff. So. It's interesting on both sides of the ball. Like one thing that we came to a conclusion of was that we're probably going to see a lot of points scored because neither one of us trusts our defense to stop uh, what's going on on the other side of the ball. So, you know, for me, my biggest concern is whether or not Tevin Jenkins plays for the Bears uh, on Sunday. He didn't play this past week with a hip injury against the Lions. And today on Wednesday, as I'm recording this, he did not practice with the same hip injury. So, you know, is that him just, I don't know, is it him just taking the day off or them giving him a little bit of extra rest before they put him in practice again tomorrow? I'm just worried about what the offensive line is going to look like with Grady Jarrett on the other side. You know, Grady Jarrett is the one legitimate threat they have on that defensive line, and he's good enough to hurt us as he has hurt many other teams uh, this year uh, as well. And without Tevin Jenkins, our best offensive lineman, uh, possibly not in the lineup. Things could get ugly on that interior, and Grady Jarrett could be eaten all day uh, against our offensive line. So that, to me, right here, right now, that is the main matchup that I'm worried about because Justin Fields is going to do his thing. That's obvious. He's been doing it for a month now. Hopefully we're going to get Chase Claypool more involved uh, in the offense. We'll see what uh, what the running game looks like now with just David Montgomery is essentially the primary ball carrier because Khalil Herbert's going to be out for a month uh, with his own hip injury, uh, you know, placed on IR earlier today. That sucks. I can't even begin to tell you how much that sucks. But, you know, we still got David Montgomery. He can still run like a beast. But, uh, you know, like I said, if, if Jenkins doesn't play, I wonder what that's going to uh, look like. So the Falcons, on the other hand, like I said, they've got solid uh, running game. Cordero Patterson runs the ball well. They got Huntley 
Um, they got a third running back whose names I keep forgetting uh, over and over again. But, uh, you know, but like I said, they also got London. They got Pitts. And, and Mariota is a former Heisman Trophy winner, number two pick overall uh, for a reason. He has his moments, but he's also on his third team in the league for a reason as well. You know, Tennessee gave up on him. Uh, Vegas only used him as a gadget guy and a backup uh, out there uh, and everything for a reason. There's a reason that he had to go someplace where they were desperate for a quarterback in order to find the field because he wasn't going to win a job basically anywhere else. So he has those moments where he shows his pedigree, former Heisman Trophy winner, number two overall pick, outstanding athlete and quarterback. And then he also had those moments like, oh, that's how Tannehill won the job. That's why he was on the sidelines 99% of the time uh, in Vegas and not on the field, even in, when Derek Carr struggled from time to time. Like, that's why. So, And he's also like, oh, yeah, that's why the Falcons are 4-6 and six and not 7-3 and three or 5-4 and four or whatever, you know. So <clears throat> I'm, I'm very intrigued to see how the game is going. I'm leaning Bears right now just out of bias because I think this is a toss-up 50-50 game, and when it comes for me, tie goes to the runner, and you know the runner is always my team. So we'll see uh, how it goes. I know the Bears are on the road, but we just lost two games at home. We could use a road trip at this point. So um, yeah, Bears Falcons. It's uh, I I think it probably could go down as one of the better games of the week because I think they're just going to go back and forth all day. Could be a game of Madden we're watching down there. Buffalo at home with the Cleveland Browns coming in to visit. And this one is interesting for a couple of reasons. Number one, the Bills have lost two in a row. They lost last week to the, or two weeks ago to the Jets. They lost this past Sunday in dramatic fashion to the Vikings. And it's supposed to snow, oh, two or three feet in Buffalo leading up to the game. When it rains, it pours out there and then some. Like this is going to be one of those where they're, you know, either paying the uh paying the fans, you know, fifty bucks and, and a ticket to come and clean out the stadium because it's buried under snow. Seen it happen many, many times uh over the years. And I tweeted out earlier today that snow games, like the one they are possibly expecting in Buffalo this Sunday, are are the last real bastion, if you will of those old classic NFL films games that you would see uh, where the elements absolutely take over the football game, the, the mud games that you would see because now most fields are turf or they resod them uh, over and over. You never see a mud game ever again. Also because nobody shares a stadium with a baseball team anymore. So they're not run, trying to run through what would be second base, uh, you know, in the middle of the field and it's been turned to mud because of the rain uh, and stuff like that. They don't do that anymore. No, nobody shares stadiums anymore. So mud games aren't going to aren't really ever going to be a thing ever again. You know the the Bears and the and the 49ers week one that rainy quagmire that they were playing in is as close as you'll get to a you know uh, a quagmire of a of a of a mud game uh, in the modern NFL because you know they probably pulled the roots up out of that one as soon as the as soon as the field dried and brought in another one. Uh, you know, to replace it uh, kind of thing. But um, snow games is, uh, you know, like the last opportunity to have one of those old school weather games. So I'm looking forward to this uh, to see what it looks like, especially if it does snow. Uh, I mean, a couple of years ago, the Bills had a, had a game against the, uh, 
at a game against the Colts where the Colts wore all white, you could barely see them out there because they're wearing all white. So aside from the occasional touch of blue, you couldn't see them out there. And also the Bills are wearing white helmets. That must have been a bitch for quarterbacks uh, in that game. But, uh, you know, I, I look forward to this one. I definitely think the Bills uh, can, will, and need to uh, bounce back after their two losses. Uh, this is uh, supposedly Jacoby Brissett's uh, last hurrah because uh, this will be the last game that uh, the last game of the Deshaun Watson uh, suspension. Uh, he returned to practice this week, so he could possibly be starting next week, week twelve against the Texans. Tell me that wasn't a coincidence, but. Um, you know, Cleveland is struggling right now. They're coming off the bye, though, so they're rested. Buffalo's reeling right now. They need a win. They're kind of desperate in getting a win to kind of turn this thing back around. And also, they've got ground to make up now because they're behind Kansas City uh, by a game as far as, you know, having home field advantages. Like, you know, for the second year in a row, it could be that they beat Kansas City in Kansas City during the regular season, and it doesn't matter because Kansas City ends up with a better regular season record, so they, therefore, then host the playoff game. So Buffalo needs to get it turned around so they can catch up and get out in front of Kansas City uh, again so that they're playing that one in Buffalo and not Kansas City uh, in January. So lots riding on this game for Buffalo, but I think they're playing the right team in order to get right uh, and get things back on track. Heading on out to Indianapolis, first home game for brand-new interim coach uh, Jeff Saturday, the currently undefeated uh, interim coach, 1-0 after beating uh, the Raiders out in Vegas uh, last weekend. Uh, the one big problem, though, is you have a seemingly pissed-off 8-1 and Philadelphia Eagle team uh, coming into town on Sunday. Not only are they leaps and bounds better than your team on paper, but like I said, they just lost a game to the Washington Commanders on Monday Night Football at home. So, yeah, they're probably plenty pissed. And on, unless they get overly emotional, I think they should have a relatively easy time uh, helping the Colts and Jeff Saturday come crashing back down uh, to reality. Because now they're playing, they're not playing the Raiders this time. They're not playing the, the, the Commanders or uh, the Browns or, or, or the Texans or anything like that. The Eagles are coming to town. That's going to be a problem. Good luck on uh, Sunday, Jeff Saturday. So uh, not liking your chances, buddy. On to a much more interesting game in New England. The Patriots hosting the New York Jets. And uh, let me take a quick stab at this. I'm, I might be crazy, but it's like, uh, oh, yeah, okay. So I was saying, I was like, I'm thinking the Jets are ahead of the Bills in the standings, and they are, but they're not in first place. Miami is 7-3. and three. Versus New York and Buffalo both being six and three, but the Patriots right now are five and four. They're not out of this thing as far as the playoff race goes, so they've definitely got something to play for. Never mind it being a uh, a uh, division uh, game, but the fact that uh, a win could keep them in the division race and in the playoff race uh, as well is more than enough to uh, for the for the Patriots to show up on Sunday. But, you know, this one is also at home, and they've already beaten New York in New York a couple of weeks ago. It's the, the win that they, um, they got to rebound from that Monday night loss to the Bears, week number seven. That one is still my favorite of the year. But, um, you know, the Jets, you know, they're playing good football uh, right now. They've, uh, 
but they've had a little bit of sense of, of, of reality. You know, having lost to the Patriots after a five-game winning streak, they beat the Steelers, the Dolphins, the Packers, the Broncos before dropping it to the Patriots. Then they beat the Bills before having the bye last week. So here they are coming back to play the uh, Patriots on the road and get revenge for the loss they were issued uh, a couple of weeks ago. So lots to play for here for the Jets, not only keeping pace uh, with the Bills and trying to catch up with the Dolphins, who they have a head-to-head win over. This is a big, big game for the Jets. They need to prove that they belong there and and not let Belichick and company get over on them uh, this time uh, as well. So they need to minimize the mistakes because from my recollection, that's what killed them uh, against the Patriots the first time around. You know, stick with the run. Don't put too much pressure on Zach Wilson and let that defense that has played so well this year do its job on Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi or whoever it is is manning the quarterback in, in uh, uh, New England. Things will be okay. So, But a very, very interesting, very important game uh, in the AFC East taking place on Sunday in Foxborough. Moving on to New Orleans in the Big Bayou, hosting the L.A. Rams on Sunday. And as of right now, as I'm recording this on Wednesday night, Stafford hasn't cleared protocol for a concussion just yet. So it's very possible John Wolford could be your starting quarterback again uh, in New Orleans to take on the Saints. Uh, The Saints declared Andy Dalton still their starting quarterback uh, this coming Sunday when they host the uh, Rams in the Superdome and everything. The, the 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 Saints being one of those teams I just can't quite figure out. Um, you know, they 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 go out and they and they dominate one week and then they got smoked by a two and six Steelers team on the road last Sunday. Uh, you know, I think that the you know maybe Vegas is looking better than them coming into a game. I don't know what the hell I was thinking there. But then they they win. Tw- not only do they win, they win twenty four to nothing, and then they back that up by getting destroyed by Buff by Baltimore. Uh, on their own field uh, and things like that, they get into a shootout with the with the Seahawks, but they they make mistakes or on the on, on offense, they're able to move the ball, but they can't get in the end zone. Have to settle for field goals while their defense is giving up touchdowns on the other side, or their defense plays outstanding. And like I said a minute ago, they shut out uh, the Raiders uh, and and have games like that. It's a very schizophrenic team they have down there. Uh, in New Orleans, and and it's what makes things difficult to predict. You look at the Rams, they're going to be missing Cooper Cup. They might be missing Stafford again, along with all of the other injuries. And for some reason, McVay is allergic to running the football uh, for some reason. So, you know, they're a one-dimensional team, so if you stop one thing, they're not coming back with the other. I saw somebody put up a graphic uh, the other day listing – who the leading rusher was each week for the Rams in the first 10 games of the season. And the highest rushing total of the year by an individual is like 66 yards by Cam Akers, like week two, week three, something crazy like that. They do not run the football uh, in Los Angeles. So you're going to put the ball in a backup quarterback's hands a week after he struggled last week with the, uh, with the Falcons. And, you know, you all of a sudden got me loving the Saints again. So, but can I trust the Saints? Because every time that I've kind of stuck out my neck for them, they've let me down one way 
uh, or another. You know, they, they've just, <laughs> I pick against them, they win. I pick them, they lose. You know, it's just, it's been one of those things that's been driving me crazy as a pick em guy that uh, every time I have faith in the Saints one way or the other, they find a way to let me down. So that's what makes this so difficult. I don't know what to expect from the Rams because we don't know who their quarterback is going to be. And I don't know what to expect from the Saints simply because they change it up week in and week out about the team and how it's going to show up on Sunday. So that one's going to be interesting when it comes down time to make for, for me to make a decision there because right now I am absolutely up in the air uh, on that one. New York Giants back on the field after winning, uh, coming off the bye. They beat the, the Texans last Sunday. They are 7-2 and two right now, only a game behind uh, the 8-1 and one, uh, Eagles for first place uh, in the division. And uh, they will be hosting the Detroit Lions on an uncharacteristic two-game winning streak right now after, uh, after beating the Packers and the Bears in back-to-back weeks. Um, they, uh, finally got their first road win under Dan Campbell. Thanks so much for that, by the way. And, uh, looking to get road win number two against the giants. And, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, they're, uh, the giants are just playing a little bit too well. Uh, they got a little bit too much going on. And, and more importantly, they're a lot better on defense than the bears are right now. So they will not be able to score 31 points against that team. No way. And, um, I think with the Giants and running the football and what Daniel Jones is kind of bringing to the table these days, they'll be, be able to do enough to get the win over the Lions. So I was like, I'm, I'm taking the Giants. I don't need, I don't need mob segment to, to give that, uh, to, you know, to let that cat out of the bag. I just, I can't pick the Lions to win three in a row. It's just not going to happen. Uh, heading out to Baltimore now, Carolina, uh, heading out to the Ravens. And, um, you know, I think Baltimore was off uh, last week, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, that's correct. They had the bye week after they beat the Saints uh, on Monday Night Football. They've won three out of their last four. Uh, that one loss, uh, that disappointing one against the Giants four weeks ago. They've won three, three straight against the Browns, the Buccaneers, and now the Saints. And they are home against the Panthers. Now, granted... Baltimore has not been playing its best football at home lately, but uh, the Panthers haven't been playing good football, period. So uh, this could get ugly out uh, in Baltimore against a rested uh, Ravens team. And, uh, you know, John Harbaugh, I think, is, is actually has an excellent record uh, coming off the bye uh, as well. You know, Lamar Jackson uh, and company looking to put a dent in that Panther uh, defense. Roquan uh, going to play his second game in a Panther uniform, getting ready to squash whoever the quarterback is. I think it's Baker Mayfield because uh, P.J. Walker suffered an, uh, a high ankle sprain um, against um, Atlanta in the Thursday night game. So they've, they've had a little bit of extra rest for this one, but uh, they're heading into Baltimore, and Baltimore is a buzzsaw. <laughs> this episode of the Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by PointsBet. Guys, it's finally here. Sports Drink and PointsBet have partnered up to bring you the world's greatest BTU-themed threads for the Bears season. Just imagine the blue and orange confetti cascading down from the rafters of State Farm Stadium while you're donning the greatest t-shirt known to man, a Bears Talk Underground t-shirt. And it's very simple. You got to go to sportsdrink.org slash shirts, fill out the quick Google form, 
Register for your points bet account and deposit at least $10. That's all it's going to cost you. You want to get your hands on this T-shirt. And then finally, you upload your proof of deposit uh, as well. Once you submit, our beautiful friends will have your shirt out the door and on the way to you. And once again, that is sportsdrink.org slash shirts. Once again, sportsdrink.org slash shirts. Guys, I'm in my 16th season doing this show. It's the first time I've had a shirt available for my podcast. I'm so proud to finally have one, and I want you to have it. So follow the steps and get yourself your very own Bearstalk Underground t-shirt today. And thank you to PointsBet for partnering up with Sports Drink. And thanks to PointsBet for sponsoring the podcast. <laughs> Washington Commanders hot off their victory on Monday night over the previously undefeated Philadelphia Eagles heading down to Houston to take on the 1-7-1 Texans. And, um, you know, call me crazy. Uh, I don't think I'm going to be picking this way, but this is one of those games or the, the exact kind of game that a team riding high would, would lose after their biggest win of the season, have them fall flat on their faces. It would be a very Washington thing for the commanders to do to, uh, you know, go out there and virtually dominate what was the considered the best team in the NFL going into that game uh, and then uh, play the, the literal worst team in the league record-wise and choke your ass and lose the game down there. Uh, I'm not sure that that is going to actually happen. Uh, on Sunday, but it would not surprise me for one second if the Texans just went ahead and, and pulled the rug out from under the uh, commanders while they're busy patting themselves on the back for ending the last undefeated team's run on Sunday. So, um, yeah. Uh, Heineke is still going to be the quarterback, even though Carson Wentz has returned to practice, Ron Rivera named Heineke the starter, so his uh, at least uh, one-week reward for having beaten the Eagles uh, on Monday Night Football. And, um, you know, the defense was outstanding uh, against the Eagles, really bottled up the uh, that multifaceted attack they have up there uh, in Philly. Jalen Hurts relatively quiet, and, and, you know, they only put up uh, 21 points for a team that's capable of scoring much, much more uh, than that. But, the you know, the commanders... Playing some decent football. I think they're 500 at this point. Yeah, 5-5. Five and, five. Uh, and and not out of the playoff race at the moment. The NFC, a alarmingly weak conference this year. So I, I think that they'd actually be in if the season ended today. It's uh, very interesting. Actually, let's take a look here. So in the NFC, you got Philly and Minnesota. Tampa Bay, Seattle. Those are your division. If the season ended today, I would say Philly would be one because they have the head-to-head over Minnesota. Philly one, uh, Minnesota two, Seattle three, Tampa Bay four. And then you have the Giants would be the first wild card at seven and two. The Cowboys would be the second at six and three. And then... Ooh, it would be the 49ers because they're five and four as opposed to five and five. So I know that probably wouldn't happen, you know, but like I said, if the season ended today, the 49ers have half game lead over Washington for that final playoff spot. So that's interesting. But uh, anyway, 
The the commanders, you know, like I said, they're riding high. Ron Rivera is a good coach. Hopefully he can keep them on the right ship so they don't have a huge letdown after their biggest win uh, of the year. Into the Sunday late games. We're at Denver hosting the Raiders. Now, the first time these two teams played back week three, I think, uh, the Raiders absolutely ran the, the Broncos off the field. Uh, 32 to 21 or something like that. It was the highest Denver point total of the season, and they still lost by two scores. Uh, that's how pathetic their offense uh, has been. And that has continued throughout, because you guys have heard me talk about quite a few times on the show this, this season, 32 to 23, excuse me. But uh, I mentioned in the review episode a couple days ago that if the Broncos were averaging 19 points a game on offense, like let's say they score exactly 19 points one way or the other every single week, they would have won every single game except that Raiders game. Uh, actually, they would be they would have a tie because uh, they lost to the Chargers 19 to 16, but but they would be. Seven, one, and one right now would be their record. They would have lost to the Raiders. They would have tied the Chargers, and they would have beaten the Seahawks because Seahawks won scoring 17 points. They beat the Texans. They beat the Niners. They would have beaten the Colts, who scored 12. They would have tied the Chargers, who scored 19. They would have beaten the Jets, who scored 16. They did beat the Jaguars by scoring a whopping 21 points over in London a couple of weeks ago. And they would have beaten the Titans on Sunday because they only gave up 17 points. This offense, with Russell Wilson and Jerry Judy, they've got talent on that side of the ball. They've, they're they wasting. Wasting the effort that they're getting from this defense. This defense has been playing lights out, has been playing winning football week in and week out. But because their offense is one of the worst scoring offenses the league has to offer this year, they're th- what three and six right now? Yeah, three and six, as opposed to what they could be. Like I said, they could be eight and one, seven one and one if they were if they were just scoring nineteen points a game. Pathetic, and they're 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 hosting an even more pathetic Raiders team uh, on Sunday, and and it comes down to. You know, what's going to give? You know, is this, is this defense going to give up more, po- more points than, uh, than the offense can muster? Or, you know, can it bottle up the Raider offense, which has been struggling? And, uh, you know, can Russell Wilson get the defense the 17 to 21 points that they need in order to win? The defense isn't asking a lot of the offense. Not at, not at all. I mean, I would... If we had this defense, we'd be the best team in the NFL. And by we, I mean the Bears. So, yeah, it's uh, it's got to be frustrating to to go out there on that defensive unit and do enough for your team to win every single week, only to have your offense lose you the game week in and week out. When you hired an offensive minded coach, ain't that a bitch? So, um, you know, it, it's 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 I'm I'm interested to see how this one is going to go because. Denver's coming off the bye, or actually they're not off the bye. They came off the bye last week against the Titans, but they're back home because they were on the road last week in Tennessee. They're back home. They usually play very, very well at home, and they're hosting a team that is in bad shape right now. 
You know, Derek Carr seemed to be emotionally broken uh, at the podium uh, on Sunday after that loss uh, to the Colts. The, the frustration in the effort being put in and the results that they're getting uh, in return. And he seemed to also be kind of like low-key pointing the fingers at some of his teammates, saying that, you know, and some people, uh, and to see how some people are and, you know, how some people care and things like that. Kind of sounded like he was low-key calling out some of his teammates about not, you know, caring as much about the effort or the result uh, as he thinks they should. So, I don't know. I mean, it's an ugly look, ugly scene out there. Neither one of these teams is playing well. It's, uh, I heard her on the Rich Eisen show this week. It's kind of a, a loser-leave-town kind of game. You know, the, the, the Broncos are a game ahead of the Raiders right now uh, by virtue of, you know, 3-6 and six versus 2-7. and seven. But, uh, you know, this, if, if the Raiders win, they will have the season sweep, so they'll essentially be two games ahead uh, of the Broncos, even though they'd be tied at 3-7. and seven. So I'm anticipating a very ugly, very sloppily played game uh, on, on one half of the ball uh, for the Broncos and then just, you know, a masterpiece defense that probably will still come up short uh, because their offense can only muster 10 points for the second week in a row. Going down to Minnesota, this is a game of the week. It has to be. The Cowboys hosting, or excuse me, the Vikings hosting the Cowboys. Uh, the, the, you know, the, the Vikings riding high. They've won seven in a row. Uh, you know, they won week one against the Packers. They dropped that Monday nighter to the, to the Eagles, and they've won seven straight, including a huge win. A validation win, in my opinion, uh, for them against the Bills uh, on Sunday. Because that's exactly the, you know, with the, the way that they've kind of been winning ugly. Despite the fact that they've won every game but one so far, the fact that they've been winning in kind of, I don't want to say sketchy, but definitely ugly ways where they're kind of eking out wins that they should be much better than, especially in the record uh, department. For them to go on the road to Buffalo, the team that everybody's got penciled in to the Super Bowl already and has been all season long, to go out there and beat them in their home stadium to win in the fashion in which they did kind of validates that they should be a team taken seriously. And people are watching now. Uh, and they're hosting the the Cowboys coming off a bad loss in Lambeau to the Packers uh, last Sunday. They're going on the road again, this time to the Vikings, uh, with a lot to answer for. And, uh, you know, with the, the Giants at 7-2 and two and the Eagles at 8-1, and one, they really can't afford, even though they're in the NFC and they've got plenty of leeway as far as still being in the playoff hunt uh, and everything and having a playoff spot right now, there's not a lot of room for, you know, to wiggle as far as, you know, digging themselves out of the playoff picture um, if they lose another one to Minnesota on Sunday. So, like I said, the Cowboys, a lot to answer for after that bad loss uh, in Green Bay to the Packers and Minnesota playing as good as anybody in the league right now. And even though what they're doing on the field isn't consistent, the results have been consistent. They just keep finding ways to win. That's why they're sitting at 8-1 and one right now. And, uh, you know, probably big favorites going into this game against the Cowboys on Sunday. Last Sunday afternoon game, it's a rematch for week one. The Bengals at Pittsburgh. Um, and I'm, I don't know, is this one going to be a repeat of week one because T.J. Watt is back 
So will he be the one wreaking havoc, you know, leading the the Steelers to seven sacks or whatever it was against the uh, the Bengals uh, week one? Or have the Bengals settled down enough in order to be able to, you know, take whatever Pittsburgh is dishing out and be themselves as they were last year, the defending AFC champions, go out there and, you know, put up big numbers uh, against the Steelers? Because that was a game the Bengals should have won. They let that one get away. They missed an extra point at the end of the football game. They missed the field goal in overtime uh, and everything. They had opportunities to win that game on several occasions, and they let it get away. Will they be able to you know, put their foot down this time and get over the Steelers, who are 3-6 and six right now, versus the, what, 6-4, and 5-4 and four, uh, Bengals right now? 5-4. and four. So, you know... Playing good football at home, and their one home loss was actually to the Steelers. Two and three on the road, though. Zero oh and three in the division, so they need this one uh, over the uh, over the Steelers on Sunday to keep pace in the division, to keep pace in the playoff race, which is quickly getting away from them, and to uh, get revenge on a division uh, rival. Sunday night game flexed into the Sunday night spot. I think it was the the Bengals and the Steelers that were the Sunday night game, but now. It's Kansas City at the Chargers uh, on Sunday. And will this be a rematch of the Week 2 Thursday night game where, uh, you know, the, the, the Chargers seemingly had it in hand? Uh, I think the game was tied. They're driving down the field. Looks like they're going to go ahead or actually take the lead in the game. Pick six, goes back the other way, ball game, Chiefs win another one. You know? It, it's it's what got me started on my losing streak on Thursday night was I picked the Chargers to win that game. It looked like I was going to be right, and then whoops, it's going back the other way. Never mind, uh, kind of thing. So, um, you know the 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 Chargers have been doing their best to keep pace uh, in the division because they're really only chasing after Kansas City right now. But they are two games back. They are struggling. They are 5-4. and four. They lost this past Sunday night against the 49ers uh, to keep them at 5-4. and four. Um, They've got ground to make up, and this is a big division game uh, against the Chiefs. They're at home, so seemingly in their comfort level. They just The Chiefs just have their number, though. Last, I think it was last year uh, on a Thursday night game, uh, they had a chance to, you know, they, they take it to overtime with the Chiefs, the, the Chiefs have the football, and they just get blown up down the field. Travis Kelsey runs it in for a touchdown, uh, you know, a catch. He makes the catch and then runs, breaks the tackle, makes a move here, boom, touchdown, game over. Chargers or Chiefs win uh, again. So I don't know how many in a row the, the Chiefs have put over on the Chargers, but uh, I'm not liking their chances uh, on Sunday night. The Chiefs are playing inspired football right now. And then finally, on Monday night, another international game in uh, Estadio Esteca in Mexico City. The Cardinals will be the home team hosting the San Francisco 49ers. Should be interesting playing in a stadium that I think holds like 100-something thousand uh, people. And, um, you know, hopefully the stadium will be all in one piece uh, this year. They were spo- I don't know if it was last year or the year before they were supposed to go down there, Mexico City, and, and play a game but the season, the field was so ripped up from a Shakira concert that the, the the surface was unplayable, and they had to, I think, literally play the game in San Francisco uh, or something like that instead of uh, where it was intended uh, to be played. So 
Hopefully this one goes on with, uh, without a hitch. I haven't heard anything uh, yet. And uh, we got the Cardinals and the 49ers. The Cardinals, the current subject of the in-season uh, hard knocks. Um, first episode was was interesting, you know, uh, dealing with the, you know, the the frustrations of losing and uh, things like that. See how they, uh, see how the rest of the season goes. It was interesting. So, uh, but, you know, I'll, I, I, I just, um, I don't trust the Cardinals right now. And I don't know if Kyler Murray's playing on Sunday. He missed this past Sunday's game uh, against the Rams with the ankle injury. Colt McCoy was good enough to get him the win uh, in SoFi uh, on Sunday. I think Murray's going to be back. Uh, they need him back for sure. This big game uh, and division game against the 49ers. Uh, on Monday night, they need this one uh, as well because uh, you know they're in the last place in the division currently, sitting at um, sitting at three and six or four and six. Actually, they're a game ahead of the the Rams. The Rams being three and six, they're four and six right now, uh, a game and a half behind the 49ers and two games behind the Seahawks. So I mean, they're not out of the discussion as far as like tra- taking uh, or having a chance of, of winning the division, but they need to win these games. They have to beat the 49ers. They didn't the first time around. Now they need to. So interesting, interesting matchups in the schedule. Looking forward to, uh, to, to watching some of these games uh, this weekend. Of course, Miami, Seattle, Tampa Bay, Jacksonville, the Florida teams, and Seattle got the bye week this week. So there you have it. Those are our 14 games uh, for week number 11. So um, what do you say? We take a quick break. We'll bring mom in. We'll make the picks official and uh, see how this week's matchup between she and I goes this time. Guess who's back, kitties? I don't know why, but, uh, you know, she won the first time around. I don't know why she wants the rematch, but what mom wants, mom gets. So here she is. Hi, mom. Hi, everyone. I'm excited. I didn't do too bad last time, so I'm ready to slam it this time. All right. Ten and four last time. So same amount of games this time. We got four teams out on the bye, so that's two games less than usual. So we got 14 again. We start on Thursday night. We have the Tennessee Titans going to Green Bay to take on the Packers. What do you think, Ma? Well, Tennessee hasn't been doing too bad, but I think I'm going to have to give it to the Packers this time. (sighs) You know what? I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. Unfortunately, um, I was just uh, talking about it. Uh, Obviously, earlier I recorded uh, my segment already where I was talking about each game and I said that, um, you know, if, if this game had taken place last week, uh, I would have picked the Titans because the Green Bay Packers had lost five games in a row. They hadn't been playing well. But then this past Sunday, it seemed like they discovered how to play offense again. They beat a team that should have easily beaten them, and it just makes you wonder, have the Packers turned this thing around and now they're off to the races and, you know, the Tennessee Titans are not very good on offense. They have trouble scoring points which could be a problem, and so that's why I'm taking Green Bay. I think they'll have an easier time scoring points than the Tennessee Titans will. That usually stands out 
to victory. So agreement on that one. So we move on to Atlanta. The Atlanta Falcons hosting our beloved Chicago Bears on Sunday. Mom, Bears or Falcons? Well, the Bears have been going toe-to-toe with everybody, but I think I have to go with Atlanta. Really? All right. I'm going to disagree with you. I Something tells me that the getting away from home is just the thing the Bears need. The last game they won uh, was on the road against the Patriots, if you remember. And, um, yeah. you know, they lost two straight games at home uh, since then. So, you know, the Bears and the Falcons are very similar uh, to one another. They're, they're weak on defense. They're playing well on offense. And I just think the Bears are going to be a little bit better than the Falcons on Sunday. So there's our first disagreement. I'm taking the Bears to your Falcons. Moving on to Buffalo and Cleveland. Ma, do you know how it's how the weather's supposed to be in Buffalo on Sunday? It's supposed to be cool like here, I think. Uh, not only cool, uh, frozen. They're expecting a little bit more than two to three feet of snow in Buffalo this weekend. So uh, that might uh, hinder the team's abilities to play the game uh, correctly. So uh, when weather becomes a factor, you can kind of throw the records out the uh, window. But, uh, you know, but the, it's the, the Bills are a much better football team. I like them to win, especially since they've lost two uh, in a row. So I'll take the Bills. How about you? Well, I'm going to take the Bills because even though the weather is going to be horrible, Cleveland's used to the same kind of weather but not as bad. But I think Buffalo will do it. Okay. All right. Philadelphia on the road at the Indianapolis Colts. Philadelphia was undefeated, but they just lost their first game on Monday night. Indianapolis Colts fired their head coach last week, and the the interim guy that they that they brought in was uh, somebody who's never coached uh, at the NFL or even the college level before. But they won their game uh, on Sunday. But uh, they're not playing a bad football team like they did in the Raiders. They're playing the a formerly undefeated Eagles, who are probably pretty upset they let that one get away. On Monday, who you got? I'm going with the Eagles. All right, I am going with the Eagles too. It's I don't even think it's going to be pretty in Indianapolis uh, on Sunday. Going out to New England, hosting the Jets. This is a rematch, Ma. A couple weeks ago, um, I know the the Jets lost to the uh, to the Patriots in New York. This one at Foxborough, where the Patriots play. How do you like this one? I'm going to go with the Patriots. Going for the Patriots and the sweep. <sighs> I had trouble with this one when I was talking about it. I went back and forth. You know, the, it just seems like the, it's one of those, like, New England's got their number uh, kind of thing. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to go out on the limb and take the Jets uh, on this one. And... Uh, think they'll get things even because they want to keep pace with the other teams in the division they're only a game back actually they're only a half a game they're six and three the team in 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 charge is seven and three so they're only half a game back right now they want to keep pace uh in the division i'll take the jets on this one uh new orleans saints hosting the la rams in new orleans in the superdome loud and and not uh not friendly to visitors uh, but the Saints are one of the more schizophrenic teams in the league. Whenever I pick them to win, they lose. Whenever I pick them to lose, they win. So I can't win. So who do you think is going to win on Sunday, Ma? 
I'm going to go with the Raiders. The Raiders. We're talking about the, the, the we got the New Orleans Saints and this, the L.A. Rams. I mean, the Rams. The I'm Rams. sorry. The okay. Rams. I'm going with the Rams. Yeah, the Raiders used to be in Los Angeles, but not anymore. Um, okay. I, I'm going to go with the Saints. I, uh, because I don't know if, if, if Matt Stafford, the Rams quarterback, is going to play. He's, uh, he, was, he was out last week with a concussion, and as of today, he hasn't cleared concussion protocol yet, so I don't know if he's going to play or not. So we'll have to wait and see. Right now, with the information in front of me, I'm going to take the Saints over the Rams. We go out to New York once again. The Giants hosting the Detroit Lions, fresh off their victory over my beloved Chicago Bears on Sunday. The Lions looking to make it a three-game winning streak in New York against the Giants. Who you got? Oh, this one was a tough one because of that, but I won with the the Giants last time. I'm going to go with the Giants this time. All right. Sounds good. I agree. I, uh, I just don't think the Lions can do it three weeks in a row, especially on the road uh, a second time, so... Baltimore Ravens hosting the Carolina Panthers. And, uh, Ma, you liked the Panthers' uniforms last time, so that's what helped you pick them over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you got it right. So are you Right, gonna... and they didn't disappoint. They right. didn't disappoint. Are you going so to? I'm going with the Panthers. You're sticking yep. with the Panthers on the road against the Ravens. Yep. Good, good gravy. Okay. <laughs> I'm going with the Ravens. Uh, on that one, uh, you can color me pink if uh, the Panthers pull this one off. I just, oh, yeah. I'm going to uh, go and get you an awesome yeah. pink as bright as can be t-shirt. I bet you will. I bet you will. On to Houston, the Texans <laughs> hosting the Washington uh, Commanders. Our former coach, Lovey Smith, coaching the Texans these days, but they're 1-7-1 and right now. The Commanders coming off that big win over the Eagles, um, you know, making them uh, not undefeated anymore. Um, who you got in this one? I'm going with the Raiders. Again with the Raiders. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The Commanders. The Commanders. Oh, my God. I don't know what's going on with the Raiders. Thing. Are you having, you know, Warren Moon, Roger Staubach flashbacks <laughs> again, Ma? I think so. <laughs> going with the Commanders. I agree. I'll take the Commanders as All well. Right. This is the Raider game, Ma. This is an actual choice this time around. The Raiders are at the on the road at the Denver Broncos. Uh, the the that interim coach for the for the Colts, where he had literally been on the job for five days, beat the Raiders uh, on Sunday, uh, and the Raiders were at home. Now they go on the road to Denver to take on their arch rival, the Broncos. They beat the Broncos earlier this season, and the Broncos are playing almost as bad. Uh, as they are, how do you see this one going down? I'm going with Denver. The Raiders are a choice. You've picked the Raiders in two games already, and you're not taking the Raiders in the game <laughs> they're actually playing in. All right, didn't see that. Would that's a curveball, Ma. That's how you keep people coming back. That's how it happens. I know, right, right? there. I um, am. Those are those Denver's. Those Broncos. I love me my some Denver's. So let's do it. All right. She picked, picks the Raiders in two games they aren't playing in, and then the Raiders are playing in the game. She picks the team they're playing against. That's 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 entertainment right there, folks. This is what you. This is what I get the big bucks for. Okay. So yeah. the Broncos and the Raiders 
Uh, I want to pick the Raiders. I really do, but I'm, I'm going to go with you, Ma, and pick the home team and the Broncos to get the win. The Raiders are broken right now. Um, uh, moving on, Minnesota, the Vikings hosting the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys losing in Green Bay to the Packers. Last week, Minnesota winning out in uh, Buffalo last Sunday. Big win uh, for them. Come from behind, won it in overtime. 8-1, and one. they've got tied for the best record uh, in the league, hosting the Cowboys, who have something to answer for, for losing a game against the 3-6 and six team uh, last week. How do you see this one going down, Mom? This is a tough one, but I'm going to go with Dallas. Mom's going with the Cowboys. I'm going with the Vikings. I know this winning streak of theirs is going to get snapped at some point. I just, uh, I'm just going to go with them. They're at home. They play really, really tough football at home. Uh, moving on, we got Pittsburgh, the Steelers, hosting the Cincinnati Bengals uh, on Sunday. This is a rematch week one uh, this year. The Bengals lost to Pittsburgh in overtime uh, in a game that they probably should have won about two or three different times before the Steelers finally did. How do you think this one's going to go, Mom? Mm, I'm going to go with the Steelers. Steelers at home. I am taking the Bengals. So, Sunday night game, we got the L.A. Chargers hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs with a two-game lead in the division. They won the first matchup of the year against the Chargers week number two on Thursday night football, but that was in Kansas City. And um, the Chiefs are one of those teams, kind of like the Bears and the Packers, like the Packers always have the Bears number. Chiefs always seem to have the Chargers number. Who are you going with? I'm going with the Chiefs. Going with the Chiefs, I am as well. And then finally, on Monday Night Football, Ma, this one is in Mexico City with the Arizona Cardinals hosting the San Francisco 49ers, another international game for the NFL. It'll be about 110,000 people at the game uh, on Monday night between the Cardinals and the 49ers. Who you got? I'm going with San Francisco. Going with San Francisco. I'm going with the 49ers as well. So there you have it, Ma. We did it. Um, be sure to write down your picks and, and see how many games the Raiders can win this week. And, uh, we'll, we'll, you're terrible. I know I am just the worst. I am the worst, but, uh, we'll see how, how you measure up this time. You beat me last time. Let's see if you can, uh, if you can, we should uh, wager on this one, Larry, we should oh, wager on this one. What you got? Have to think What's about the wager? It. You want to think about it? Yeah, I got to think about it. All right. Well, I'll keep you guys updated on what that is. Uh, <laughs> she lets me know before tomorrow, and I can record the, the Bears episode. I'll let you guys know uh, what the wager is. But, uh, Ma, thanks so much for joining us Thank you. once again. Uh, that's going to do it for the Week 11 NFL preview episode of the Bears Suck Underground. Come back tomorrow on Friday. We'll be previewing Bears, Falcons with our buddy Rock from Sports Drinks. What's up, Falcons podcast? And until then... My name is Larry D, and this has been the Bears Talk Underground. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So, do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. 
Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. All state vehicle and property insurance company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.